Welcome to episode 331 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast that needs extra security at pinball shows. All right, so here's the deal. I wasn't going to do another podcast, but I was reading something and I just felt compelled to do another show. And I, I love having vacation like this because I have a lot more time to think about stuff and to contemplate what is going on in the world of pinball. So here's the thing. I want to just clarify some stuff for you guys out there who listen to this show. And I think you should listen to me and actually believe what I'm about to tell you because I know that my last couple of rumors that turned out to be maybe not accurate might have some of you thinking I'm not telling you the truth anymore in pinball. But here's the deal. If you are about to buy a Batman 66 premium, do not buy it yet. I'm just telling you that right now. Do not go in on a Batman premium until you see the new Batman premium that Stern has coming out down the line. It's happening. There's going to be an entirely new art package that you're going to want in Batman, okay? Now, look, you could ignore Canada and you can just go buy the game and then you're going to kick yourself when you realize you should have waited and you should have listened to Canada. You know, crazy old Uncle Canada actually knows what he's talking about here. So trust me, you're going to want to wait and get the new Batman premium that comes out, all right? There is new code coming out too for Batman. I know, I love it. Guys like Yellow Bird, they, they don't want to just say my name. Say it, Yellow Bird, mod couple. You know what I'm talking about. Canada knows what's happening. And so do many of you out there. Why don't you guys share the truth more often on Pinside? All right. So here's the deal. Here's what I want to talk about on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And it's sort of been eating away at me. And I'll tell you what it is. Why didn't more companies actually utilize Texas Pinball Festival this year? And, and I want to talk about that because it's sort of weird to me that we had this humongous show down in Texas. We had all of these people down in Texas traveling from all over the world to get to what I believe is the best pinball show that happens annually in America and maybe globally for that fact, right? So here we have the setting is perfect. You have all these people, you have a captive audience, and every single pinball company that was there pretty much dropped the ball when it came to uh, revealing anything, when it came to seminars, when it came to you know, getting people excited to buy their games. There was really wasn't much of a wow or a surprise moment or any true reveals that blew people away. You know, the only real reveal we got was the Yellow Brick Road edition of Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, here's here's what I want to talk about because this is what I'm hearing. I am hearing that we are going to see Willy Wonka really soon. And I mean really, really soon. I mean, it could be as early as next week. It could be two weeks from now. Uh, I, I don't, and, and then and then there's a the whole rumor about the game being at, at MGC. Okay, we're going to talk about that. But why? Why didn't Jack, if Willy Wonka is done, if the game is pretty much finished, why didn't he at least reveal the game at TPF? Why not? I, I don't understand this. I, I don't understand why Jack was there. He was there. His team was there. And they got up there. And they, they, they fumbled over a yellow brick road launch with absolutely no polish and no rehearsal. They looked really bad. And, and they, have, they, had, they had a room full of at least 100 people plus, maybe 200 people, plus an entire convention that was just waiting to hear something surprising and exciting and nobody got it. And then we, we just saw yellow brick road. 
and we heard all about the fact that it's 11,500 and there's no monkey in it. We're going to talk about that a little bit more on this episode. But why didn't Jack at least tease or show something from Willy Wonka? Why not? Why not? All right. We're, we're going to go back to Jersey Jack. But what about the other company out there? What about Stern Pinball? I mean, we, we literally had Steve Ritchie at Texas Pinball Festival. Steve Ritchie had a seminar in which he promised secrets were going to be revealed and he didn't deliver anything that was of significance in the pinball world. And so then on like two days later, we, we get the game, Black Knight, you know, Sword of Rage. How, can we just pause for a minute and just say, how is that not idiotic? How is that not ludicrous? That Stern Pinball has Steve Ritchie, uh, their you know their main designer, the king of all pinball at Texas Pinball Festival. He's friends with Kim and Ed, and 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 here we have this captive audience and nothing, absolutely nothing. And we just wait two days. Everyone has to fly home and read about Black Knight Swords of Rage on IGN. It's like that's it. I mean, are why? I don't know. I just want to stop and say, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that all of these manufacturers did nothing at TPF. They did absolutely nothing. And I don't know if they avoided the show because they thought that Deep Root was gonna own the show, but come on. It's total bullshit that they they were there and they, they could not give the people in the room a first look at the Black Knight. Because also, it's not like when you see the game on IGN, you're, you're not getting much other than photos and you're not getting much other than a video, but it would have been awesome to show that game, to have Steve dress up in, in a night costume and walk down you know, the aisle of the seminar room and announce to the world that his next game is Black Knight Swords of Rage and had Tim Sexton there and have the team there and had them walk through how exciting this game is. Because why not? Like Texas is a bigger show than the Midwest Gaming Classic and it would have been the perfect setting for it. And to, to hold it for 48 hours, I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Same thing with Jersey Jack. It's like, you know how much better Yellow Brick Road Edition would have been received if it was coupled with the Willy Wonka announcement at TPF? You know, it, it's, it, it's, all, it's all about positioning. It's all about explaining what you're doing. Um, and you could have done both of them. And I think it would have gone over much better if Yellow Brick Road Edition was a little bit of just like a footnote on the evening, but the main point of the evening was to tell people that Willy Wonka is in fact the next title, and we're gonna show you a couple things to get you excited about this game. Now, now it didn't happen, it didn't happen, and I think TPF was a really missed opportunity for a lot of these companies. You know, and, and, and again, it's like if, if you walk away from the show, the two main games that I think had the most presence at the show were the Monsters and Oktoberfest. I, I think those were the games that had the best showing at TPF. And then you probably could say Kingpin Games had a lot of Pirates of the Caribbeans there, but what's the point? Those games are not gonna be made anymore and they're getting yanked off of the line. So what what is the point of getting people excited about a Pirates of the Caribbean LE? Because there are none to be had. It, it just makes absolutely no point. Um, it is really interesting to me that Black Knight is be, has been revealed so close to the Munsters. Absolutely uh, strange marketing move. I, I do think the Munsters Premium would have had a little bit more time 
to get people to buy and get the money there. Um, but Stern doesn't really care because you know what? If you cancel your Munster's order and you order uh, a, a Black Knight, why would Stern even care? Because the money is going to Stern. Now, that is why it is really interesting that Willy Wonka is supposedly going to be revealed in the next couple of weeks. But here's the thing that I keep hearing, and I, and I wish someone would just clarify. Why do we have to guess? Why do we have to guess on whether or not Willy Wonka is going to be at the Midwest Gaming Classic? And I think Jack should tell people yes or no, because it's it's kind of getting ridiculous at this point that we have a lot of information floating around that seems to be like, who do you believe? Because I keep hearing that Jack is going to be in France that weekend. So he is not going to be at the Midwest Gaming uh, you know, convention uh, because of a prior commitment to be in France. So if Jack is not there, do you really think they're going to reveal Willy Wonka without Jack there? So, uh, but I keep hearing when you look at guys like LTG and you look at Kingpin Games, they keep saying the newest game from Jersey Jack Pinball is going to be at their booth. So here's what I think is going to happen. Here's what, what I think is going to happen. I think next week, you're going to get Willy Wonka revealed to you. It'll be in a video format, and maybe Jack has a news story, but I think he's going to put out the press release about Willy Wonka pinball. I think you're going to see it for the first time next week. And I think because of that reveal, and Jack will have a video and maybe some other assets and stuff to go along with it, I think that is going to be how he does it. And then I think they are going to have the game there, even if Jack is not at the show itself. I don't think the reveal is going to happen at a show a la like a seminar room like it would have at TPF. Uh, and again, if you ask me, I think it was absolutely stupid that they didn't bring the game to TPF because Jack was there. The captive audience was there. It's a bigger stage to reveal the game. Um, I, I hear people even saying, like, it doesn't matter. These shows don't matter. And, and, and I'm here to tell those guys who are, who are cynical about the power of a show. I think they're wrong. I do think they're wrong. For those of you who go to shows like TPF, you have hundreds of people who are, who, have, who, have, who are drinking alcohol, who, who would write big checks, who would take out their credit cards, who would put deposits down on the spot for games. You have got to be out of your mind if you think uh, not doing something at TPF doesn't really matter in, in the larger scheme of things. It does matter. It does create a little bit of a feeding frenzy. Imagine if a manufacturer said, at Texas Pinball Festival, you know, the first like, you know, the first 500 games we sell, you're going to get them first. And at TPF attendees get it exclusively, right? So the first, if you're attending TPF, you can sort of cut the line and get the game first. I mean, they could do special things to make the people who are sitting in the attendance of those seminars feel special and create a sense of urgency in ordering. I mean, the only dude who I ever see do anything around shows and special deals uh, is Jerry at, at Multimorphic. And then I know Marco does a special where if you buy a game that they put out at TPF, uh, it's discounted a little bit. Uh, I, I just still would never buy a game that is being pounded on all weekend long by, by strangers, uh, but that's just me. So I think it's a big miss. I, I, I think that these companies need to reevaluate uh, Texas Pinball Festival, and I think they need to do a better job of understanding, look, if TPF is the end of March and we're going to announce this game in April, why don't we just announce it at TPF? 
And I think Jersey Jack and Stern both missed a golden opportunity to do something more significant at that show. And I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how I feel about it. Now, let's talk about the Yellow Brick Road edition because I've had some more days to think about this thing and I still can't figure it out. So you yank out the monkey mech. Okay. Now, I, I know people have been talking about this, but I don't understand yanking it out. And I'll tell you why. Because it's still in the other versions of the game. It's still in the ruby red version of the game. And it's still in the Emerald City version and the standard version. I, I never really remember hearing people say that this mechanism was prone to breaking. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of conversation around that mech being a problem in the game. Which leads me to believe that the only reason this mechanism was removed from the game was not because of reliability. I think that was a bullshit sort of spin move by JJP. It it leads me to believe that the reason it was removed was because of cost. And and, and they were just trying to get the price of the game down. Uh, But what's also strange is so they do that, right? They seemingly remove the monkey mech. And then they put back in the wooden apron from the Emerald City Edition, which obviously costs more money to have that wood apron than the plastic apron that they put into the Ruby Red Edition, remember? And there was a lot more uproar when Jack removed the the wooden apron when he did the Ruby Red, and there was a lot more uproar when the direct printing changed over to decals in the game. And so what is going on? What is going on? I'm not quite sure how these decisions are are getting made. So they're saving money here, but they're adding money over here. Why? Why? And then they're charging more money. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a hypothetical question. How much more excited would you be about the, the, the Yellow Brick Road Edition if the monkey was actually in it? Now, imagine that. The monkey's in it. We got the wood apron. We got the new cabinet. With the new cabinet style, we've got the, you know, the PCB is now in the in the head of the game. It's not underneath in the cabinet anymore. It's got the all new sort of like updated light boards. So what if Jack a- actually made the Yellow Brick Road Edition seemingly worth more because everything he had learned to date was in the game and everything was there? Then all of a sudden, I think people look at this game so differently they, they, I, I don't think there's as much backlash. I don't think there's a reason to complain as much. And especially if he said from day one, we are making only 500 Yellow Brick Road Edition Wizard of Oz games, and then we are never making the Wizard of Oz ever again. All right, this is it. This is the final run of Wizard of Oz. How would you have received that then? How would the news have been taken? I think people would have warmed up to that. I, I think people who love this game, and I think people who have wanted a Wizard of Oz who might have been on the fence would not have looked at this so negatively. And knowing that it was the final run of the game and it was you know, a new version, a new limited edition, uh, but it needed to have all the bells and whistles in it. I just don't know how you feel good about buying a Yellow Brick Road edition knowing that the monkey's not in it. It, it just seems so strange to me to go upmarket with the price and yet yank out one of the key mechanical features of the game. And I think because of that, it's sort of going to be a game that is out of demand pretty quickly. I, I can't see these games selling all 500. I, I, I just don't. Especially, here's why. So they, they announced Yellow Brick Road Edition, right? What, like a week ago? 
And now we're going to get Willy Wonka a week later. And why would anybody go back and buy Waz again at $11,500 when you can go buy a Wizard of Oz, Emerald City, or Ruby Red Edition for much, much cheaper? And you probably will want to buy um, Willy Wonka, okay? Because that's the newest and the latest and the greatest. Now, speaking of Willy Wonka, how, how are you guys feeling about the game? We, right? I mean, hypothetically speaking, obviously, we, we haven't seen anything yet. What I'm really curious about is this. I'm really curious to see what Pat Lawler brings to the table here. Because if you remember, Dialed In was a game that Pat Lawler had been working on for years. Like this is a game he had been designing long before Jersey Jack even came to him and said they wanted to get a Pat Lawler design uh, out into the world through Jersey Jack Pinball. Remember, like we saw, there were elements in Dialed In that were very similar to what Pat was working on with Pinball 2000 with that Wizard Blocks game, right? Those like, sort of like those lights that 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 are like the laser beam heading towards the flippers. That was a carryover from Wizard Blocks. So we know that this design um, from Dialed In was not like completely original, that Pat had been working on it for a long time. Now, that leads me to, to Wonka, which is, what is he going to do with Wonka? Like, what are going to be the mechanisms? What are going to be the toys? I'm here to confirm for you because I've been asking this and I got confirmation of this. Willy Wonka will not be a reskin of anything we've seen before from Jersey Jack Pinball. There will not be a reusing of mechanisms from any other Jersey Jack game in Willy Wonka. It is in a completely original design. You are never going to see Jersey Jack reskin stuff. You are not going to see them vault stuff and reskin stuff. Uh, you are not going to see Toy Story be a reskin of Dialed In. It's just not going to happen. It's not how Jack makes his games. Uh, and I got confirmation of that from someone who's uh, one of their biggest distributors. So it's all going to be original. And it's going to be Pat Lawler and Willy Wonka. Now, it is based on the original movie with Gene Wilder. It's not based on the Johnny Depp version. I'm excited. I really am. This is the kind of game that I could see myself going in on. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It's going to happen sometime soon. I wish we would have saw it at TPF. That's why I wanted to do this podcast. Oh, man. But the question of pricing is the other thing, right? How much? How much? It's going to be Willy Wonka versus a Black Knight. Uh, our April title selections are going to be those two. Now, here is what I'm hearing that Willy Wonka is going to ship. Are you ready for this? All right, so we are going to see the game in April. All right, when in April? I don't know, probably by mid-April. Now, I'm hearing the game is going to ship in June. So that makes it pretty quickly, right? We're going to have just six weeks between the game reveal and games hitting the line. They might even be on the line right now. I actually am hearing that there is a Willy Wonka on its way to Australia already to show people the game and what the game will be. Now, this game is everything to Jersey Jack. If you don't think that this entire company is riding on this game, you, where have you been over the last five to seven years and when you've, you know, in the pinball hobby? This is it. This really is Jack's last chance to make a hit pinball machine. And I hope he does it, and I hope they succeed, because I know a lot of you out there are really pulling for Jersey Jack because you can't wait to see what Jack does next. It is the one pinball company that really does go above and beyond what everyone else is doing 
to bring new excitement into the pinball world. This is not Chicago Gaming Company just sort of cheating a little bit and remaking old games with new displays. No, these guys are trying to make completely new magical pinball experience. And there's nobody that's putting as much into the games right now as Jersey Jack is. And they've shipped, you know, no one, everyone's got in their games. Like Jack hasn't like screwed people over. Nobody lost their money on Jersey Jack games. You know, where's Deep Root? I mean, seriously, Robert, I know you listen to the show. Where are you guys? Like, what is your schedule? Like, what's your time frame? When are we going to hear from Deep Root? When are they going to reveal themselves? Now, here's the other date everyone needs to keep in mind. June 30th is the date by which Deep Root needs to give the Magic Girl or the, sorry, just the Zidware owners, that's the date that's in the contract that Deep Root needs to deliver a game to the Zidware owners that signed the contract with Robert. So let's see, we've got, it's April, May, June. All right, so like three months from now, Deep Root is going to have to do something and ship something. And so we hope they have their manufacturing uh, capabilities ramping up because it's it's it has to happen. There is no longer uh, an ability for I think Deep Root to spend all this money every month and not sell you anything. How much money is going into the pockets of all the designers and the coders and the artists and you know the storytellers and all these people have to get paid. Like Robert has to pay all these people, and yet there's not a single penny coming into that company at some point. Um, Deep Root will have to reveal themselves to the world. So it has to be soon. It has to be soon. Oh, man, as you can tell, like I'm, I'm excited and I, I am utterly fatigued at the same time. I kind of feel like a game is revealed now and it's already old news in like a week. It's like, yeah, man, Black Knight, I played that game like four years ago, you know, <laughs> sort of sort of rage. That game is so old. It's so yesterday, that mechanism. Like, what's next, Stern? It's We can't even give these games any time to even develop a following or a fan base or, or sort of like accolades because it's just on to the next, on to the next. I, I don't know. It's crazy. And because pinball is, is, is weird like this, right, there's no launch schedule for pinball machines. Everything is launched in secrecy and nobody knows what anyone else's plans are in advance. And if you think about that, that's kind of crazy. We, we know when movies are coming out. We know when music CDs are coming out. We know when, uh, you know, we know when video games are going to be released. But pinball machines, it's anybody's guess when something is coming out. So if you're a manufacturer, you have no idea Really, what else will come out around the same time as your game? You're kind of guessing uh, when is the right time to release your game. I mean, think about Oktoberfest for a minute. Let's think about our friends over at American Pinball. How would they know when the right time is to launch their game? When would you say is like the right time to release Oktoberfest? So they showed the game in October, right? That was like six months ago. And the game is now finally starting to sort of ship and take orders. It's not shipping yet, uh, but I think orders are going to open up and games will start to go into boxes in April. Now, guess what? Would you say April is a good month for them to get the game out with Black Knight, with Munsters, with Willy Wonka, with all those games coming out right now? Alice Cooper's finally shipping. You can go get an Alice Cooper and get on the list. So, like, is it a good time for them to hit that window? Probably not. Probably not. But they were delayed. 
Other games were delayed. Other games are on schedule. It's just a fucking free-for-all. It is an absolute free-for-all. And I saw someone start a thread about like marketing is important and these companies need to understand marketing and do a better job at marketing. It's a little bit of yes and no. Like there's only so much marketing you can do. Uh, But when it comes to like when you release your game, yes, that's a marketing decision. When do we bring this game to market? And when do we open the order books up? And I don't think anyone has like a real strategy. You can't tell me that American Pinball's strategy was to, to release a game called Oktoberfest in April. It, we know that wasn't their strategy. Was it their strategy to show you the game in October and then wait six months to actually finish it? It made no sense. They could have just revealed the game at TPF and then had games in boxes. Imagine that. Wouldn't that be better? Have that be the moment in which everyone gets to see it and play it, and then there's like 100 games in box ready to ship at the show? Why not do it that way? And so this is where we are. And I, and I think because pinball has such sort of like, everyone's just sort of winging it on some level other than Stern, I, I think it's going to be hard for these companies to survive. I do. And I don't mean that like I want any of these companies to fail, but I just don't get a sense that a lot of these companies have a plan. What is your plan? Like even, even Jersey Jack, I look at it and I'm like, is, was this their plan? No, you can't tell me their plan was to have Pirates of the Caribbean delayed a year, to have all those mechanisms not work in the game, to, to yank that game off the line with only 1,000 units being made. That wasn't their plan. You can't tell me that the plan wasn't to have Toy Story ready to go, ready to go. You knew Toy Story 4 was coming out in theaters the summer of 2019. Shouldn't your plan be to have the damn pinball machine ready at the same time, right? It's just like they missed it. They did the same thing with The Hobbit. He did not have the game ready when The Hobbit was in theaters. And it's just like how many times are these companies going to just do this? You know, I don't even get Jurassic World at this point. I don't understand. Why is Jurassic World coming out now? Think about that for a minute. Why? The, the, the second movie came out and it was shit. The first one was good. I, I did like the first Jurassic World. But why now? Like, why not just make it Jurassic Park? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like Stern went and got the license for it. But does the timing of Jurassic World in 2019 summer make any sense to you? Does, does it? Like, why don't they have like an Avengers Endgame uh, pinball machine? I, I understand they've already made an Avengers pinball machine, but really, what? It, ask yourself, what's the hot movie this summer? And does anyone have a pinball machine that's lined up with the hot movie this summer? No. And, and I, that's why I just don't get it. I don't get who makes these decisions. They're, they, they're seemingly just random and sporadic. And so that's just where we're at in pinball. The, you know, these games used to sync up more with the hot properties of the day. And, and I think that isn't always the case. Now, what else is going on in pinball? I, you know, I'm, I mean, that's just like how I feel. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if Toy Story, the pinball machine came out at the same time as Sto- Toy Story 4? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we got, I don't know, it's the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park. So I think it would make much more sense to have a 25th anniversary Jurassic Park game come out from Stern. And you know what? They need to redo Star Wars. I'm just going to say it. 
They need to make a Star Wars pin that's worthy of that of that franchise. And Harry Potter, just just to clarify for all of you, Harry Potter is not happening. Jersey Jack Pinball does not have the Harry Potter license. They don't have it. I wish Jack would just come out and say that. They do not have it. Stern does not have Harry Potter either. It's not happening anytime soon. So everybody, remove Harry Potter from your list of games you think is happening soon, all right? It's not happening. It's just not happening. All right. What else is going on? Um, let's see. We haven't had any more fallout from the Twippies. I think everyone who's watched the show has really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a great show. I have fond memories of being there a week ago. Awesome time. Awesome time. It's amazing how much, <laughs> you know, how much happens in a week in pinball. Uh, we've got a new title from Stern already. All right. So here's the deal. I can't wait to see when uh, uh, Black Knight is going to be flipped. I hope it is soon. Uh, I think people are going to really enjoy the game. The LEs are not sold out on it. You can still get an LE of the game. Uh, I do think you need to flip the game, though. I mean, come on, guys. We're at the point now where you, you have to play these games. You have to play these games. There's no... You, you can't even be like an LE collector anymore. You just can't because at the pace at which Stern is going... The person who's going to get clobbered is you. Like, like I feel so bad. You know, we know which guy I feel so bad for is Frolic. It's like he bought every single Stern LE over like a two to three year period when they were making games like WWE and like Mustang. And like he's all in on like DMD error, uh, you know, LEs of Stern. Like he got like Avengers, I think. He got, he got like, it was like every single LE he was there with like the thumbs up. And it's like, I don't know, for those guys who were just like the LE buyers, I, I mean, what do you say to these guys? They're going to be like in therapy soon because it's just stupid now. It's just, it literally is getting dumb that all of these LEs just come out one on top of another and like three stern LEs, three stern LEs. If you just go in on three of them throughout a year, you're spending $27,000 on pinball machines that aren't even special. I, I mean that, like the experience is not special. There's nothing different about your pinball experience than it is about the premium guy, um, which is not that much cheaper. You know, three premiums is is what? Like, uh, let's see, uh, $21,000 plus $22,500 to buy three Stern premiums. These are expensive machines. I'm all about waiting and waiting for something that is truly magical. I need a game that really just blows me away. And I have to say, last year, there just wasn't that game. I think Iron Maiden came close. But I look at Iron Maiden, and I get you guys love it. I get the Tony guys love it. I get the rules are great. I get the artwork is great. I get the, you know, all that stuff. I get it's a fresh original layout from Keith. Uh, but I look at Iron Maiden, and I, I'm just, you know, I'm all about the ball doesn't really do anything like magical in it. There's not like a toy or a gimmick in Iron Maiden that has a wow factor to it. That game's all about flow. That game is a flow and a rule set, like an artwork, like juggernaut. Like people love it because of that. And I get it. I, I think the game shoots so awesome. It's one of the most original layouts we've ever seen Stern do. And it shoots incredibly well. Uh, but when it comes to like wow or magic, it doesn't have it. It doesn't have it. It doesn't have it. Um, this Black Knight is the most impressive mechanism we've seen Stern do in a long time. And I can't wait to shoot it. It looks fun to battle that knight. 
Uh, but man, man, I mean, I, I, but I still like, I'm like, I still want more. Like I'm greedy. Like I still want something that has more. What I really want, what I really, really, really want is I want a game like dialed in that actually moves me. I want a game like dialed in that I actually enjoy and have fun playing. Like dialed into me is exactly what I want a modern pinball machine to be, but I don't want it to be fucking boring like dialed in. If it, you know what to me would be the dream? Here here's to me like this would be like the greatest pinball machine ever if I could combine dialed in with Ghostbusters, right? If I could just push two machines together, if we could have Ghostbusters be built the way dialed in was built, right? It would be so awesome. It would be the best thing ever with the big screen, with clips from the movie, if it, with the modern sound system. If we could somehow morph those two games together, no stupid flipper gap, no balls jumping over the out lanes, you know, no pedophile designer, you know, zombie Yeti artwork with a Jersey Jack Ghostbusters game. And I would just be like, you know what? I'm happy for the rest of my life with this game. I, I think that would be the most incredible game. And that's what I'm waiting for. And that's what I'm hoping Willy Wonka is. I hope it's a dream theme based on a classic movie done by Pat Lawler with, with mechanisms that are magical, Oompa Loompas, you know, Chocolate Factory, Golden Ticket, Never Ending Gobstopper. Is that a is that the name of the damn thing? All the different elements of Willy Wonka, the magical elevator, visiting the chocolate factory. You know, if Jersey Jack does not does not find a way to hide five golden tickets in Willy Wonka machines, and if you get one you get a airline ticket to visit the Jersey Jack factory and your game is special. Like he really should have had a promotion in which only five people get a special golden edition of the game. Like think about that. That's marketing. A golden edition Willy Wonka game, one of five made by Jersey Jack Pinball and everyone can enter a lottery in which they win a chance to be selected to be able to buy one of those games. And here's why Jack should have done that. Imagine if Jersey Jack makes five golden ticket edition games. He could charge $20,000 for each of them, right? Shiny gold foil like cabinet. The thing should bling from a mile away. He could charge $25,000 for it. And guess what? People would be beating themselves up to win the right to buy one. And think about that. All he would have to do is have a beautiful different like art package on it and he could charge $25,000 and those games would skyrocket in demand because everyone would want to have a golden ticket edition and he's not going to do it because he doesn't have Canada on his marketing team. And I keep telling Jack, talk to me. There's a reason why I give ideas to the biggest, most iconic brands in the world, and I charge hundreds of dollars an hour for my time, and yet I would happily give them these kinds of ideas for free. Because think about that. That would make Jack a lot of money for nothing. And it's just, again, it's just that's how it should be. You could use that much money to go hire Scott Denisi. You could use that much money to probably go steal Lyman Sheets away from Stern Pinball. They don't think like this. They just don't get it. When you have an iconic brand like Wonka, you need to do iconic stuff with your marketing and get really creative. There are so many multimillionaires that can't wait. 
These are guys who are trying to buy $25,000 Big Lebowskis that are going to break in a second. There's no, there's nothing being given to these gentlemen. Look at Beatles Diamond for freak's sakes. Like that thing was a joke. And yet people, they sold them. I talked to Cointaker. They sold two at $25,000. I don't know who those morons are, but here I'm in Miami and you go down Millionaire's Row. And if that guy's into the Beatles, what's $25,000 for a one of 100 machine? I went into an art gallery. You know that Alec Monopoly dude? He's got a Boba Fett with a Gucci logo on the forehead. How much is that painting? One of one, $67,000 for a piece of canvas that looks like a third grader could paint it. $67,000. I think these pinball companies all need to wake up and realize if they make special versions, there are going to be people lining up to buy them. And yes, guys like Rare Hero will hate on those crazy rich bastards who want them. But they would want them. A shiny gold foiled Willy Wonka, you know, golden ticket edition game would sell for $25,000 in a heartbeat. I already know like three guys that would want to buy it immediately, immediately. And yet there's probably a hundred of those kind of collectors out there and you make five of them, you could have a bidding war like no other. Everyone, Canada's Pinball Podcast, we got to go back to the masseuse. I'm going to get rubbed down and then I'm going to go have a great dinner. And then I'm going to go have some cocktails. And then I'm going to let you listen to this podcast and say, you know what? Canada knows what he's talking about. Twippy, favorite pinball podcast two years in a row. Have a good day, everyone. (laughs) 